Welcome back, Rosebuds! Today we have some true haunted house stories, and one that is completely made up. If you're new to our channel, I tell stories that are true and throw in one fake one to keep you on your toes guessing. So as you listen, try to decide which story is the imposter. Today we have a total of seven stories, six that are true and one that is entirely fictional written by me. Make sure to listen all the way through because at the end I'll reveal which stories were true encounters and which one was the fake. So sit back, dim the lights, and settle in for six scary haunted house tales to tell in the dark. Story number one, The Little Ghost Boy. This story is secondhand from family, but I do remember some details that were relayed to me. Between the ages of four to eight, I was living in a house on the west side of my town. Ever since I was little, I had odd experiences in this house. I was constantly talking to my empty closet, setting things like toys and dishes out in sets of two, and complaining to my mom about my blankets being pulled off of me in the middle of the night. Of course, because I was a kid and could have had an imaginary friend, Everyone took it with a grain of salt, even when I used the phrase ghost to describe a little boy about my age hanging around. Here's where it gets interesting. My grandfather, who is a medium, came to the house one day for an unrelated incident. Mind you, this was his first time setting foot inside. As soon as he did, he told my mom that this house was haunted and that he didn't know exactly what the spirit was. He was certain that the spirit that was lingering there had died in a house fire. Yeah, Papa lost his marbles, right? Well, fast forward a couple of weeks later, and he comes back to help my mom pull a door and frame off of the wall due to mold remediation. We had a leak close to the basement door, which was in the kitchen, and needed to take care of it. As they peeled back the paint, they saw scorches and burn marks in the lining that surrounded it. Sure enough, my mom checked the property records after that. Little boy, age six, died in a house fire. Story number two, Ghost in the Reflection. My mom moved us into a new home at one point in my childhood. She was in the living room, trying to hook the cable up, and I was in her room roughly ten feet away. She kept asking me to turn the TV on to see if it was connected, but every time I turned it on, all we heard was loud static. When I turned the TV off after another unsuccessful attempt, there was a large, solid, black, human-like figure standing behind me in the reflection of the TV. I was facing the only entrance, and I was 100% alone in that room. It was the middle of the day, but all our curtains were closed, so it wasn't a reflection from outside. I ran like hell, and when I told my mom, she didn't believe me. Not until one night, she woke up in her room to a dark, human-like figure standing over her. When she turned the lamp on her nightstand, it was gone. My brother and I consistently had experiences over the many years we lived there. Every single night, you would hear and feel someone running back and forth down the hallway. My brother and I were across the hall from each other, 
but we were on the opposite side of the house from my mom, behind a closed door, with our pet dog, which was the only animal we had. So, many nights, we'd both look out our doors at the same time to see if it was the other person running around, but nothing. We learned to live with it, as it never stopped. Another time, in broad daylight, I watched my dog walk into a room we used as storage in the same hallway. I laughed and went down the hall to get him, saying something like, Silly boy, you can't go in there. But when I turned into the room, it was empty. I was super creeped out because I watched my entire dog walk into that storage room. When I got back down the hallway, I saw my dog through our glass door fast asleep on the patio. There was no exit point from that room except a window that wouldn't really open. So there's no way he could have gotten from the room to the patio. I never figured out what the imposter dog apparition was. I have so many other stories, but when my brother and I moved out, my mom finally agreed the house was haunted. Story number three, Weird Symbols. I've experienced a haunted house. Only happened in this one house and never anywhere else. Never before or since. We had shadows on the walls in the shapes of people, but you couldn't look at them or they'd move. It was a regular occurrence. Also, we would regularly hear voices arguing that stopped when real people approached. One time, I watched a full glass of water slide across the table. I saw a cell phone charger pick itself up and start wiggling around. All of this was also witnessed by my roommates and only happened in that one house. It was an old house, so there was probably a lot of history there. I thought my roommate was joking when he said that it was haunted when I first moved in. I didn't believe him and then had no choice but to acquiesce that he was right after all we experienced. I know the psychiatric industry can say that most of this would be attributed to stress, but I'm a really chill gal, so not stress-related. While my roomies often drank or toked up, I'm not one for those things. So honestly, there's no rational explanation other than there are in fact paranormal forces in the world that we can't understand yet. I think this house was what some of the ghost hunters call a paranormal hotspot. I don't know if it's related, but we found something really disturbing in the basement one day. The owner wanted to have the oil tank replaced because it was pretty old. We never went into that basement. It wasn't even used for storage very often because the vibe was just bad. Holiday decor or other things needing to be stored were crammed into this outside storage shed in the small backyard. Well, they're replacing the unit and the repair guy comes upstairs. He looks a little shaken and pale. He asks all of us if we'd come down and take a look at something odd that he's just found. Behind the old unit on the wall are weird symbols. What looks like blood streaks intermittently smeared in between the black painted symbols. It was a pentagram or a pentacle? I know there's a difference, but I'm not versed enough to know which is which. The vibe at that moment was pretty dark and morbid. My roommate says flippantly, 
Well, fuck. That might explain a lot. The repair guy just looks at us quizzically, and my mate responds, This house is haunted. The repair guy shrugged, as if it didn't surprise him at all. Anyway, I didn't live there much longer after that, so I don't know what became of the place and really don't care, but it certainly made me a believer in the paranormal. We now interrupt this broadcast for a brief Black Rose PSA. Did you know that if you don't gently caress the like button right now, you'll be forced to endure the curse of forever fuzzy green meat? Yes, that's right. Every juicy steak you cut into will never be pink and tender inside, but filled with green fuzz instead. It's absolutely true. So caress that like button, and for an extra measure of protection, leave us a comment and tell us what you think of our stories and our channel so far. All right, back to our regularly scheduled broadcast. Story number four, The Mystery Encounter. Growing up, there were constant strange activities in my house. Electronics would turn off and on, footsteps would be heard in empty rooms. A few times when I was home alone, I heard voices. I'm unsure if this one experience I had was paranormal or not, but I believe it was. I'll explain why. This really bad and creepy experience was when I was a child and fixing dinner. I needed to get something from our upstairs hall pantry. I walked towards the stairs and froze. I don't know why. It was totally irrational, but I couldn't move. I was terrified. My dog came up to me, then looked towards the stairs, and I felt really petrified. He started growling and showing his teeth. He also pushed me back, so he was in front of me, snapping at whatever was on the stairs. At the time, only my father and I were home. My mother and brother were out. We lived on the second floor, and our doors were locked. No one could get in without us knowing, so whatever it was, it wasn't human. My father came over to see why our dog was freaking out. I explained what was going on, but he just said I was being silly, then went to the stairs. When he got to the doorway, he froze. He looked terrified and told me, Take the dog out immediately and go get your uncle across the street and stay outside. I did as I was told. After I was let back in, I asked what was going on. My uncle said, Kid, you don't want to know. Don't ever ask again. I'm pretty positive it wasn't an intruder because I hid with my dog in the backyard. No one went in and out, the front or the back. I was in full view of the back door, and there were neighbors out in their yards at that time. I would have heard if anyone came out the front. When my father and uncle came to get me, they looked more freaked out than I've ever seen them. I was very young when this happened, and given the seriousness of how they were acting, I only asked them the one time what it was. This was almost 30 years ago. I never knew what was there. They never told me. I never felt fear like that again in that house, though. My uncle passed while I was a teen, and my father passed away in my mid-twenties. They passed never telling any of us what it was. I even asked my mother, and she knew something strange happened on that day, 
But my dad didn't tell her exactly what it was or what he did to take care of the problem. She too never asked again. I'm nearly 40 now and I wish I knew what they saw. But part of me is also half grateful that I never found out. Story number five, Ghost on the Stairs. When I was around 18 or 19 and still living at home, I worked a late shift in a bar. One Saturday night, I got home around 1 a.m. I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth when I heard a sharp knock on the door, followed by a male voice telling me to hurry up. I just assumed it was my brother, putting on a silly deep voice, so I told him to F off. I'm coming out of the bathroom when it hits me. It couldn't be my brother. There's no one in the house. My parents were up north at some music festival, and my brother was out drinking with his friends. My brother came home a couple of hours later to me in the living room watching Arrested Development, hugging the dog like a life preserver and trying not to have a complete breakdown. I know, it's not that exciting of a story, but unless I was having some kind of auditory hallucination or temporary bout of psychosis, it's proof enough for me that there's something more to the world that we can see with our physical eyes. Maybe I could say it was an auditory hallucination due to mental illnesses, but I've never had any mental health problems before or after, and I've never experienced another occurrence like that ever again. My mom never liked that house either. She always got the feeling someone or something was watching her at the top landing of the stairs, which just happened to be right where the bathroom is situated. Years later, all of the family agrees that there was probably some nasty entity haunting that house, especially that place at the top of the stairs. Story number six, just needed permission? My girlfriend bought a house a couple of years ago in an old part of town. We owned separate houses when we first started dating at the time, Roughly, her house was built in the 1930s. I helped her move in and start decorating, and maybe a few months goes by until we realize the home inspector missed something pretty big in his inspection. The skylight in the attic was leaking. To make a long story short, we ended up hiring a local contractor to remove the skylight and patch it up with new roofing shingles. All in all, we were happy. But immediately after this, the house was super uneasy. Words can't describe the tension that was in the air. We had a technician from the water company come out and change out the meter in the basement. And he told us, do you get a weird feeling down there? Because it felt like someone was watching me in the corner of the basement. I brushed it off, thinking it was nothing. Old houses can be inherently creepy without being haunted. Then my girlfriend was doing some painting down there, and she claims that a shadow figure zoomed past her. Then activity really started picking up. One night, we get into a fight, and I ended up sleeping at my house. I swear to God, I had the worst night terror of my life about something stalking me and breaking into my house. I abruptly woke up, panicking, and maybe 30 seconds later, something pounded on my door. 
I looked outside and nothing was there. I immediately called my girlfriend. Mind you, it's like 1am, but I still called. You're not going to believe this, but I just had a night terror. And not even 30 seconds later, I woke up to something trying to kick my door down, except no one was there. She said that ever since I left her house, there had been footsteps in the attic pacing back and forth. When I came back and slept over a week later, we both heard the pacing footsteps in the attic. We came to the conclusion that whatever was there in the home, we must have disturbed it either when we moved in or replaced the skylight. This next part is going to sound ridiculous, but I literally went to her house and spoke out loud in every room, including the basement and attic, and said to the entity, We mean you no harm or disrespect. We're just trying to keep the house in good shape. You're not allowed to follow us or hurt us anymore. It will not happen again. Then my girlfriend did the same thing and used a protection candle as well. Surprisingly, after that, everything was fine, like nothing ever happened. The tension in the entire house just evaporated. I ended up finding out that a few of the long-term residents had died in that house, so maybe some energy stayed in there? I'm unsure. Definitely one of the scariest moments of my life, though. And even though things calmed down, my girlfriend still ended up selling the house about a year later. Story number seven, The Bellevue Hauntings. I was born and grew up in a town called Shrewsbury in Shropshire, England. The town has a reputation of being one of the most haunted places in the world. It's well over a thousand years old. There's a lot of ruins of old buildings remaining, even in the town center. Everyone I know growing up had some sort of experience, haunted, paranormal, or otherwise, at some point in their lives. So, getting to my most haunted experience that spans a number of years, these aren't my only experiences, but this is the one that has affected me the most. My grandparents have a house in the Bellevue area of the town that all of my mother's family grew up in. This house has a back bedroom that gives off a vibe that you just don't want to mess with. It's the only room in the house where the door is always closed. It's now used as a storage room that my nan refuses to enter alone. When I was a kid, this room was actually used as a guest room for when me and my brother would stay over. To be perfectly honest, we hated being in that room. One night, me and my brother were asleep in there, and I woke up just in time to look over and see the lighting fixture on the ceiling right next to my head. I was floating near the ceiling. I can even remember the feeling of the cold plaster touching my cheek right before whatever the hell was lifting me up released me. I hit the mattress and immediately started screaming. Obviously, my dad burst into the room to find out what happened. I told him everything, but he was obviously skeptical. To my dad's credit, even though he was skeptical, he didn't dismiss me entirely. I remember him saying that the room was very cold, even though the heat was on, and there was an odd feeling he couldn't explain. 
My brother, who was asleep during the entire incident, said he had a dream about an old man standing over him, shouting for him to get out. To this day, he's reluctant to talk about it because of how real it felt. That was probably one of the worst experiences, but it got worse. I was told about this next incident, which happened approximately a month after the first incident. I was at my own home on the other side of town, and it happened again. Me and my brother at this time used bunk beds, and I slept on the top bunk. My dad was downstairs watching TV, and all of a sudden, he said he got an urgent and irrational feeling that something was wrong. He ran up the stairs and burst into our room just in time to catch me falling from the ceiling. Again, I had elevated lifted over the bed's safety rail, and was hanging with my head tilted toward the ground. I know this all sounds unreal, but my father took in the scene, and for the split second before I was released again, he caught me. He was so terrified by the incident that he can never really talk about what happened beyond the main details. The strangest part of all of this is that nothing ever happened again until I was in my mid-twenties. My nan was heading out somewhere for an overnight stay, so I said I would stay the night, feed the dogs, and sleep on the sofa. I did everything as stated, went to sleep on the sofa, but woke up in the morning in the spare room. Yes, that same room where the incident occurred all those years ago. I was at the back end of this spare room behind a load of storage boxes, it took me five minutes of moving the boxes out of the way just to get to the door. It would likely seem that sleepwalking would be the most rational explanation, but to this day, I have no idea how the hell I got into that room, over those boxes, and to the back section of the room without damaging anything in the room or myself. I've never been more frightened and disoriented after waking up in all of my life. I've never stayed another night in that house since. My nan refuses to talk about that room. My granddad was the same prior to his death. I have no idea what happened in that house, what spirit or worse is living in that back room, but I'll not go back into that room or that house for as long as I live. Well, Rosebuds, have you guessed which story was entirely made up by me? Before I do that reveal, how about leaving us a comment right now and tell us which story you think was most unlikely to be true? Alright, here it is. Story number three, Weird Symbols, was the fake story. Now, if you care to hear the kernel of truth behind that story and why I was inspired to write it, here's the tea. Basically, when I moved to New England two years ago and we were looking to find a rental, we ran the gamut of viewing houses that were both newer construction and old as fuck. We viewed this house I'll never forget. We were given a key code and allowed to enter and view it without an escort. The instant we walked in, there was this really creepy vibe, more disconcerting than the other older houses we'd viewed. But... I shrugged it off and started inspecting the place. The heavy, ominous feeling got worse as we made our way through the house, but as we made our way down to the basement, this feeling intensifies. 
as I was walking down the stairs, I had this really oppressive feeling that someone was watching me and that someone was going to jump me at the bottom of the stairs. Well, I reached the bottom and this didn't happen, but as we rounded a corner in one of the areas of the basement because they were sectioned off, there on this wall are all these symbols or ruins. They were painted on in like this circular fashion. It looked like someone was performing some kind of occult rituals down there. So we basically noped the F out and obviously did not put an application in for that rental. I am a believer in the paranormal because I've had far too many experiences that rationale just can't explain. That being the case, I think messing with Ouija boards or occult magic can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing, and I think most people don't know what they're doing because yeah, it's hard to get like valid information on that stuff. So I had to wonder what was going on in that house, because out of the dozen or so that we viewed, I didn't get that feeling in any of the other ones, and some of them were just as old, if not older. That was my experience, which inspired story number three, and I hope you enjoyed all our stories today. All right, Rosebuds, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Take care and stay creepy.